begin in Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. Beginning in verse sixteen. We did not follow cunningly devised fables, but we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who were witnesses of his majesty. For you received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven, and we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to take heed to, as a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. It's Christmas again, and our society and Western society, different places in the world celebrate Christmas. We just wonder how many people still understand and know the message, the message of God's Son, and the message the truth of that message, that it's not a legend, not lore, not a folktale, but this is the message that God gave concerning His Son. First place I want to look at is in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18. We read here that Peter said that we saw His eyewit we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. He said it was the prophetic word confirmed. The prophecies of the first covenant made clear that God was going to send somebody into the world. And when we read this in Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18, In verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Verse 18, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. And will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whosoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I'll require it of him. Some versions say, I shall be cut off from his people. God speaking through Moses here, and God, God speaking to Moses, saying that God was going to raise up a prophet like Moses, and he would be from among the, bre the brethren, the Israelites. And he said, from among them, he says, 
He says, Him shall you hear. Whoever does not hear this prophet shall be cut off from among the people. When John the Baptist began his ministry, they said to him, Are you Elijah? He said, No. He said, They said, Are you that prophet? Speaking of this prophet that was supposed to be like Moses. And so, from 1,500 years ago, God said that there would be a prophet that would be raised up from among the Israelites, from amongst the brethren, the Israelites. And whoever does not listen to him shall be cut off. The next one we want to go to is in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah the prophet. This is around 600 B.C. Isaiah the prophet. Chapter 7. Verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And you shall call his name Emmanuel. Remember we just sang that song, O come, O come, Emmanuel. It means God with us. This would be a baby that would be born that would be God with us. Some 600 years before Jesus was born. And it began to tell the story of the Savior that was going to come into the world. And... It says that a virgin would conceive, and we know that Mary, the Virgin Mary, was the one who was announced that the Holy Spirit would come upon her as a virgin, and she would bear a son if the Holy Spirit came upon her, and, then, and his name would be Jesus. And he shall save his people from his sins, is what Gabriel told her. The next one is in chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, at the end of verse 1. Isaiah 9, 1, the end where it says, The land of Zebulun and Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, in Galilee of the Gentiles. <coughs> the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them light has shined. It says here that in Galilee, where Nazareth is, by the way, and most of Jesus' ministry was in the land of Galilee, <clears throat> it says that a, light, a, a great light would shine here in this area. You go to verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. For that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. It said that it will be a child that will be born and he will be the son. 
He said, unto us a son is given. And he'll rule the earth. And his name would be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This message is telling us that the Jewish Messiah, the child that would be born, would be God. God the Son. And he would be born, and eventually he would take over the throne of David in Jerusalem. At the time that Jesus is born, some Jewish scholars believe that there was two Messiahs. Because they were getting two different pictures of the Messiah in the Old Testament. One was this picture, a son being born. And, another, and there's another picture in the book of Zechariah. It talks about him coming down to the Mount of Olives in the day of Israel's distress. And the Mount of Olives was split in two. And cleave in head too, it says, from east to west. And he would save he would save Israel at that time. And so there was some confusion, but what they didn't understand, it was the same person, but that he would come two different times. <coughs> the government will be upon his shoulder, he will rule the earth. And he would be mighty, his name would be Mighty God. There are many groups in Christendom who don't believe that Jesus is God. But it's blind to the simple truths that we read in the Word of God. He'll be called Mighty God. A son who will be born will be called Mighty God. This is the excitement and the wonder of the Christmas story. That God took on human flesh as a baby. Not just as a, a, vic, a, a victor on a white horse. But he started out as a baby when he came here. A humble baby, meek and mild. And he came lowly in heart. Next one is in Isaiah chapter 11. Verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And his delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips. He shall slay the wicked. Jesus' second coming, where it says in the book of Revelation, a rod shall go forth, and, the, and the, from the word of his mouth it shall bring judgment against the armies that are 
that gather together against him. But we see that it's a rod from the stem of Jesse. Jesse, of course, was the father of David. So once again, it is pointing to a descendant of David. And Jesus, of course, was of the lineage of David. <clears throat> the next one is in Isaiah chapter uh, oh, it's in the same, same chapter, verse 10. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand up as a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. So that the Gentiles should seek him. Gentiles are non-Jews. And the majority of Christendom today is Gentiles and not Jews. Uh, most of the Jewish nation has rejected Jesus as, Messiah, as the Messiah. But again, it mentions him as the root of Jesse. If you remember the song we were singing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, the next verse talks about it as the rod of Jesse, and the next one is the root of Jesse. In other words, he would be a descendant of Jesse, who's the father of David, and just down the line he would be. And then the next one is in Micah. Micah chapter 5. Verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, among you are little, although you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. It can also be translated, some versions translate it, from days of eternity. Whoever this son would be, he had no beginning of days. He would be born in Bethlehem. And he would be ruler over the earth. Now we know the story of Jesus, of course, that he was born in Bethlehem of Judah, a descendant of David. He had no beginning of days. It says his goings are from of old, from days of eternity past. This was written over 500 years before Jesus was born. Now we begin to ask ourselves, how did these prophets know that? It's what we read in the beginning. That men of God were inspired by the Holy Spirit to predict these prophetic things. These are not private interpretations. God sent his Son and he sent him with a purpose. In the book of Hebrews it says, In times past, God spoke to us through the prophets. As we're reading. But in these last times, he's spoken to us through his son. A lot of people might think that this message has gotten old and out of style. That it doesn't apply anymore. They're so wrong. 
They're so blind to the great message that God has given concerning his son. From there we'll go uh, to the Gospel of Luke. Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. Sorry, chapter 2. Beginning in verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now they were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I give you, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The shepherds are considered some of, in, in this time and throughout the ages as some of the low-end people of society. And God chose not to send the angels to the temple in Jerusalem, not to send it to a synagogue, not to send it in the middle of a city of the wealthy, the famous. He sent a ho an, an army of angels and to tell the lowest of men an announcement. It's <clears throat> glad tidings of great joy. And this is for all the people. And this is a message that should burn in our hearts for the rest of our lives. That unto us a Savior has been given to rescue us from darkness. To give us eternal life. To give us an inheritance. To adopt us as children of God. Through this gift of God's Son. And this is... <clears throat> This is a sign to all of us and something that the cares of this life and the things of this world try to choke out. The gladness and the joy of these great tidings, of this great message, 
that a son was been given to us, who is Christ the Lord. To give light to those who sit in darkness, in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. It's Zechariah, John Baptist, Father. Glory to God in highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Goodwill between God and us, us and God. This is God's message of goodwill, a message of reconciliation. Like Paul says, be reconciled to God. Well, this is the way. This is where the goodwill comes from, in this message, in this event, and things that followed it. Jesus coming in his birth, his his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his coming return. We're all looking for his return. We're looking for his appearing. So in verse 25... <clears throat> John, could you read that for us? Like, or... uh, John 2.25 to uh, 35. 25 to 35. John? I'm sorry, Luke. Okay. I'm sorry, Luke 25 to 35. Chapter 2. 25 to 35. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the, by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Thank you. So they brought Jesus to the temple, the baby Jesus to the temple, Joseph and Mary did. And this man Simeon, God told me he wouldn't see death until he saw the Messiah, the Christ. And so the Holy Spirit comes upon him and he begins to prophesy. <coughs> And he calls Jesus a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. To give us light. Jesus says we're the light of the world from his light. <clears throat> My eyes have seen your salvation. He's saying it to a he's saying it to the Lord as he's holding this baby. And it says, And Joseph and Mary, his mother, marveled at those things that were spoken of him. 
You're talking to this the baby she just had this way. And he says in verse 34 to Mary, <coughs> Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of men in Israel, and a sign which will be spoken against. The rising and falling of many. Some people will become the children of God. Many broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many be that go that way. And so, some will rise, and some will fall, that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. There is a day when all the books will be opened, and there will be a consummation. Everything will be brought together, and there will be no more mysteries anymore. The mystery of God, it says in the book of Revelation, will be finished. It will be all over. And all these books will be opened up as well as the book of life. And all these books and everything that God has declared will be laid out for all to see. The thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Matthew chapter 16. <laughs> Verses 13 to 17. Yeah, nice and loud for the... When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying... Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. <clears throat> Who do men say that I am? Who do people say that Jesus is today? Some people say one thing, some another. Some say he was a deceiver. The Jewish priests who condemned him said he was a deceiver. There are many in Judaism today who still say he's a deceiver. There's people, other people, that say he's a, he was a deceiver. Some people say he was a nut. He's a crazy man. <clears throat> the words of C.S. Lewis, the, the author, he says there's three things you have to decide about Jesus. One of three things, that he was either a crazy man, he was a deceiver, or he was who he said he was. Some people say he was a good man, but that he wasn't God. He was, or he, some people say he was a prophet. The Muslims say he was a prophet. Mm -hmm. But they don't recognize him as a savior of the world. 
Some say he was a good teacher, taught some good morals. So Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And we hear all kinds of stuff all around us. And he points his finger at Peter and says, who do you say that I am? And you see, after you hear what everybody else says, then it becomes personal. And we must see and look and seek and then decide. Who do we say that he is? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Peter, son of Jonah. He says, Because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but your Father in heaven. The Father reveals the Son to whom he will. He opens our understanding. And as he opens our understanding, and we see it, that this is the prophesied Messiah, Savior of the world, and he says, and we acknowledge him as the Christ. And he says, come and follow me. Jesus said to those who believed in him, believed in, him in the Gospel of John, he said, uh, if you continue in my word, you are my followers, my disciples for real, indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. To follow Jesus, to follow after him, follow his word, to follow his teachings. To follow the things that he called us for. And the last one is in the Gospel of John, chapter 12. Verses 44 to 50. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who, resubjects, he who rejects me does not receive my, and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. You remember when uh, God told Moses, I'll raise up for you, for, from among you a prophet, from among your brethren, him shall you hear. And it said, he shall not speak on his own. And you listen to the words of Jesus, he's saying the exact same thing. He says, I'm not speaking on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. Hmm. Jesus did not come into the world to destroy people's lives. He came to save them. But his words are at the center of the human race and, and are there to either be believed or rejected. If believed, 
You'll not stay in darkness. It'll take you out of darkness. The gloom of darkness. Of hopelessness. Of condemnation for sin. Of judgment to come. Be delivered from that. If we do not believe his words, he says, he didn't come to bring judgment. He says the words he spoke would be the judge. The words he speaks are a testimony to all the ages from his time forth. And we have a choice. If you are young or old or anywhere in between, the message is the same. To believe the message, God open your understanding. And today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Go in full tilt. And forsake all and follow Jesus. And you will not remain in darkness. That whoever believes in me should not remain in darkness. He is the way, the truth, and the light. Rejoice today. Rejoice. <clears throat> because there is glad tidings of great joy. For unto us is given a Savior in the city of David. And, and <clears throat> who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You'll find him in the manger. <clears throat> I'm going to open this for you brothers to whatever you just want to share or anything else you